Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 29, October 15th, 2022. So glad you could make it. title of today's cast is The One Thing. It's kind of a mailbag theme. Um, Put out the question, what is the one thing blank and got several responses. And so I'm going to dip into the mailbag during the first and second halves today and answer your questions. And I like this format. So Maybe more of you could throw some questions my way. We could uh, could have some fun doing this. The halftime will be a bit of a, a deeper dive, so a little bit of kind of an inside-out DT madness today where often the, the heavier stuff is in the regular content and then halftime is a little bit more fun. We're going to reverse today. But anyway, there's 30 uh, items that, Uh, that one thing items that you have sent my way. And so we'll do 15, take a break and then come back and close it up. Number one is the one thing you wish you would have studied. And I guess this is one that I came up with myself because I, this is kind of the idea for this week's podcast. Um, And the, and the answer to that is, is Spanish. I wish I was, uh, fluent honestly i wish i was fluent um i've joked but i'm i don't think it's really a joke that whenever they develop the chip that i can just download into my brain um i'll i'll be glad to do that to be able to speak other kinds of languages i tried to use the michelle thomas method to learn some spanish Uh, isaac and i both did during the years that will not be named the pandemic years but um and so I, I did learn some words, and obviously as a 40, almost five-year-old man, then I've got to really put in the work if I want to learn a language, but I, I wish we would spend more time teaching other languages to our kids. I wish we would have done that as well, but Spanish. Um, number two, one book you could have at the beach, and some of these questions are almost impossible to answer. Um, I could think about a lot of different things that I've read at the beach over the years, but right now, if I were at the beach, I would just want to be sitting with the collected poems of Mary Oliver in the collection called Devotions um, because it's just magical um, and glorious. So sitting with the waves crashing, reading Mary Oliver would be quite something. Number three, one movie character you could take the place of. Um, I've been reading, I, I did finish up reading Lord of the Rings. I've, I've moved on into some other stuff, Wendell Berry, but, uh, Lord of the Rings is still definitely prominent in my mind, but one movie character I could take the place of it, it'd be Aragorn, um, in the movie. I don't know about necessarily in the book, but I guess it'd be maybe the same, um, because I mean, Liv Tyler, man. Okay. I'm moving on. Number four, one thing you don't want to be different. I, I, uh, this is really impossible for me if you know me. And I don't know if I've always been this way or if I've just gotten old and crotchety or whatever, but I definitely like, definitely like things to be the way that 
that they should be. I like I like my routine, very routine oriented now. I eat pretty much the same thing every day at the same time. I mean, it's uh, it's good. It's good. They're healthy habits that I have. But Sarah bought some. The, I needed new deodorant, and so she she brought that in, and 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 it was the same brand exactly, except for it had a different flavor. And I can't remember what it was. It was like lemon and something. I can't remember. But I mean, as immediately I walked in and saw the new packaging, and the new packaging would have thrown me for a loop as it as it was. But I saw the also the new the new scent, the new flavor, and I was like, oh. I mean, it just was involuntary. I made that not a ooh, not a oh, but oh, like it, it really threw me back there for a second. So the one thing I don't want to be different, um, I, yeah, I, there's a thousand million things I don't want to be different. But with the example, I'll just go with deodorant. Um, one thing that you do like to be different. And that's number five. One thing that you do like to be different, and I'll take a different answer on this one, and I'll say my kids. Um, I'm really, really proud of them, man. Like they are, they're not countercultural. They still fit in and do all their things, you know. I mean, they they're with the flow and all that, but they they don't buy into all the hype. They don't buy into all the, I don't know, commercialized. I don't know what it is, socialization. Um, they're their own people and uh, they're their own people, but they're also looking out for others and they don't get swept up into the selfishness of it all. And that's pretty cool. So I do like my kids to be different. That's, that's good. One favorite wave while, and I had to break this one into two, one favorite wave while driving. And, and I've, I've really thought about waving over the years. I've done, I've been a guest on another podcast at one point just to talk about my theory of different waves, but the, the one while driving, I mean, there's the standard, like, just put your finger up off the steering wheel kind of wave. But my favorite wave while driving is when you see somebody that you really know, like you go with your offhand. I'm a left-handed driver, you know, and so if I see someone out the window, out the driver's side window, then I'll come across with my right hand, the, the free hand. I'll come across with the white hand. I'll kind of give it the double back. The double back and hold is what I call it. Like. I, I, you know, you can't see it here, but it's like, uh, it's crisp. It's just one down, you know, double back and, and hold it. I'll, maybe I'll have to do a video presentation, but that's my style while driving. My favorite while walking is just the straight up, not like completely extended arm. We're talking maybe, uh, let's go 65 degrees, almost uh, up. But then, you know, your hand is not completely open. So the, the two fingers are kind of just kind of like, it's a recognition wave. It's like, yep, I know you. Uh, and that's pretty good. So you say a lot with your waves. Like um, when, I, when I go to read to the kids, I do the double-handed, you know, double-handed palms open back and forth with the, with the cheesy smile, you know, waving to the second graders. Anyway, anyway. The one way to cook potatoes. Ah, uh, well, I'm going to have to go baked because they're life. I mean, obviously those mashed potatoes that um, Sarah made all those years with the chicken cordon bleu and all that kind of stuff, like that was good for my soul. Um, but I'm not really into the 
to the butter and all the other things that I mean, butter's good, but you know, whatever, like uh, that, all the different kinds of things that go into mashed potatoes. So I'm more of a baked potato guy now. I do have to tell you, like if you're if you're you know when you boil things, whether it's potatoes or uh, noodles, or we were boiling some eggs the other day for some egg salad, and Sydney was going in to 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 blow them off. You know how the little foam kind of creeps up as they're boiling and they get to the peak, and and you kind of got to blow the water down so that they don't overflow. But instead of blowing the water, she kind of instinctively just shh, she shushed the water, <laughs> and I don't know that it was effective or not. Um, but that really was one of my favorite things of the past week, Sydney admitting that she shushed the boiling water instead of blowing it. But now I'm thinking instead of shushing Isaac, sometimes maybe I'll just blow on his face. Um, anyway, a fictional world that you would live in. One fictional world that you would live in. This is number nine. And this was tough for me, but I came up with, I think I would live in Pawnee, Indiana. I think I would live in Pawnee, definitely not Eagleton. Um, but I'd want to live along uh, and go and visit Ron Swanson at his cabin, uh, you know, and, and maybe go for a jog with, with Chris Traeger. Definitely, I am Ben Wyatt, and so uh, we would hang out for sure. Um, one business you would bring to Boiling Springs. You know what? I, I just wish we had a place with some healthy type, fresh type food. Um, don't get me wrong, the cheese dip from El Oc and I mean the snack shop is, is the sustenance of life that I grew up on. Had so many cheeseburgers from the Quick Snack. I mean, we got good places around, so many Italian places. I just wish that we had a nice, crisp, I don't know, some type of healthy type fresh food. That's what I would be in favor of. Um, one crumble cookie to rule them all. Number 11. Um, I'm going to go as far as to say this crumbles overrated and I'm going to tell you what rules them all is maxi B's, the cupcake shop bakery type place in Greensboro, North Carolina. And so what rules everything from crumble is that mocha chocolate don't, I mean, mocha chocolate cupcake that I got that one time coming home from the tennis tournament. I mean, sometimes I think about making the two and a half hour drive just to get that thing. So crumble, mm, I mean, okay whatever pumpkin type cookies number 12 what what is the one year you would go back to I, I wouldn't I wouldn't there's no answer to that um I, I, I am who I am you know like I know who I am now so whatever I, I wouldn't um one other job I would enjoy you know what Sydney and I have talked about we've talked about opening up a bakery and floristry the issue with that is I don't really know how to bake other than just following the ingredients on the I mean the, the the steps on the box or whatever and I love to look at flowers but I don't even know what the names of them are so I guess there's some work to do there um, I mean you know I've said this before on here the other job I would enjoy one that I've kind of dabbled in before just because it, it involves everything it involves it involves teaching it involves introspection and reflection it involves encouraging it involves shepherding it involves like um getting down you know onto the ground with with people's emotions i'm talking about like empathy you know and wrestling with all that kind of stuff so the other job i would enjoy would, would to be a pastor and and maybe even to i don't know not not like in the traditional anyway uh number 14 one lesson your students have taught you and that's resilience. 
I, I get heartbroken all the time by the stories that I hear about kids and about the things that they have to deal with and the things that they have gone through. Um, but they keep getting back up, you know, they keep getting back up and they keep putting one foot in front of the other and they're doing the best they can. Um, so yeah, I, they, they've taught me resilience. And the last one before halftime is one lesson that's your favorite to teach. And man, I could come up with a whole bunch of stuff, probably from psychology, although AP government is increasingly, uh, probably my favorite class. Um, but the one lesson that is my favorite to to teach is to not believe the hype. The Grinch is good. And we're coming up into Christmas season again, and people are going to start talking about people in negative ways and saying that they're a Grinch or that they're a Scrooge, you know, or something like that. And don't believe the hype. The Grinch was redeemed. Yeah, he did some bad stuff. So have I. But the Grinch's heart grew three sizes so far that it burst that little thing open. And he took all the toys back and they had a happy time, you know. So did it cause some distress along the way? Sure. So did, you know, Mr. Scrooge. It's hard for me to go with Darth Vader because he did like blow up an entire planet. And so I'm not sure. But even he was kind of redeemed at the end. But we're sticking with the Grinch here. The Grinch, redemption is a real thing. Don't believe the hype. The Grinch is good. All right, so just a little halftime break for you. I do have to give you a handyman update. Uh, Sydney and her partner, Taylor, and then uh, several other Crest girls played in the, the conference tournament tennis match. It was up at Kings Mountain um, because they've got a lot of nice courts. And uh, Sydney got the draw and, and their doubles team, and they had, had to walk down the hill to the middle school courts because there's a lot of a lot of teams playing at once. And so we walked down there and I noticed that those courts are just littered with leaves because it's fall and that there are leaves, I mean, trees all around that court. And I'm like, this is just not going to do. So I'm, I'm texting the coach, I'm texting Todd. And I, finally, I just walked back up to where the, the initial meeting's happening. I asked the guy from Kings Mountain if they have a blower and he does. And uh, he said he blew it off this morning and that's fine, but it was still there. So whatever. He might not have the same expertise I have, but I got his blower. It was neon green where mine is orange. His had a turbo setting on it. I mean, so I'm walking back down. The players are coming down already, so I'm having to hurry. The wind is shifting, but I mean, I've been here before, y'all. So I'm blowing the leaves off of these four quarts as best I can, using the turbo function at the end to really make it happen. And man. The tennis didn't quite turn out the way that we wanted it to, even though it was a fabulous season. But getting to blow those courts off, getting to be that guy, yeah, that was that was life. That was life with an L-Y-F-E, uh, Ben, if you're listening. All right. I also learned something this week from Mr. Garrison, and this is something that I think that you, I guess you kind of would know if you just really thought about it, but I never really heard it put this way. But 32 degrees Fahrenheit, water is melting and freezing. There's this equilibrium. It's melting and freezing all at the same time. And that is just, that's fascinating to me to, to think about. What is it, 212 Fahrenheit? It's boiling, so it's turning into a gas, but it's also going back into a liquid because it's right there on that line. I don't know what to do with that, y'all. Man, that is just something for me. 
But anyway, getting into a little bit of what I thought about walking in the woods the other day, I've got this new path, not a new path, but it's a new path for me that I've been using as my kind of cardio exercise. It's a, it's a trail called the Birch Trail down at the river. And, and my mind just went to this place the other day and it just got to be thinking about this. The, 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 the theme of it was hope rewit, re, re, wow, hope rewritten, um, unfurled as a scroll. And those are just the words that were coming to me. And what I was thinking about during that 30, 45 minute walk was, you know, what if when we finish this journey, what if when this life comes to an end, when the whole thing comes to an end, maybe, I don't know how it works, but that the scroll, you know, kind of the the scroll that is talked about in Revelation, when that is unfurled and Christ is the only one that can, can read it, you know, but what if when that thing is unfurled, when the whole thing is over, that it's all rewritten? Like the whole story, the whole human story is rewritten the way that it, that it should have gone, the way that, the way that it ought to have gone, you know, like the, the evils and the, and the, and the selfishness, all that taken out and that we get to witness it. Like we get to witness the entire story, the entire history and also participate. We're still participating in our part, but we get to be witnesses of the whole thing. Maybe that's hope, you know, where we, we come humbly and we only seek the life. We only seek the tree of life and we don't seek the knowledge of good and evil because we recognize that the ultimate power isn't ours. And we recognize that ultimate power is found in not desiring it, I guess. I'm, I'm hesitant. I want to say like, what could we do now? What, what types of things can we do now to begin to rewrite that story in the way? Like what actions, what thoughts, what words can I utter? But I'm hesitant with that because our views, even on hope, our views, even on things like hope are so different on the, the origins of it or whatever. Like they're so different and even lead us to violence. Like we, we have violent clashes and hatred towards each other about the different ways that we hope for things. But I don't give up quietly, quite quite so easily. Like e- even though all of that is true, I hold on to the rewriting. I hold on to hope rewritten because because we can be filled with the true spirit. Like I believe that that's a true thing. So we don't have to give up hope. We can keep on dreaming. Hope rewritten, unfurled as a scroll. So that rant's over, and we'll get back to business with the one thing. Um, Fifteen more to go. One student to rule them all. Mr. Good trying to bait me here to name a particular student, and I, I'll do it. I'll do it. Here's the student. Nah, nah, just kidding. Um, number 17, I mean, back to 16. I've had so many different types of students and so many students that come up to me from years and years ago, Mr. Good was my student, you know, uh, Miss Bryant was my student, people who are making really um, impact, re- really strong impacts at the school today. But like, I don't know, man, it's just, oh, what a, what a job, what a job. Number 17, one Pixar character. If you could be one Pixar character, who it would be? Oh, I almost jumped on Lightning McQueen. 
You know, I almost jumped on Lightning McQueen, but I would tell you what, I'm going to settle on this one. I want to be Merida. And because I want to be able to shoot a bow and arrow like her, that ain't no joke. I would love to talk with a Scottish accent. That's true too. Um, but I love the lesson of that, that she learns, you know, I love that she's able to, to move from outside of herself, even though she's justified in ways, right? Like she's got her own reasons for being the way that she is and wanting to do the things that she does. But, but she comes to the light. She sees just like the Grinch, she's redeemed. And in that last line, I should have looked it up, but I didn't. So you'll have to look it up. But like, you know, when she talks about her own fate at the end and how we can have an impact on our own fate, I remember watching that in the movie theater the first time, and I did. I, I, I cried. Number 18, one animal you would want to talk to. This one's easy. I already speak to them in coded language anyway. I go down to the river and talk with the turtles quite a bit. Um, and so, but if we could have a, a talk in English or perhaps turtle, um, that I could understand, that would be it. I would love to talk to the turtles. I just want to hear them talk about how they're faithful to get up on the rock every day. You know, they're, they've noticed the changes. The river's up, the river's down, the river's muddy, the river's clear. The, the leaves are, cha- you know, like they've seen the seasons and yet they're still here and they're still faithful. One person to have dinner with. This one's tough for me, um, but I'm going to tell you the person that came to mind, and that is Richard Rohr, who is um, like a, a, is he a monk? I guess he's a monk, Franciscan. Um, he, he has this place called the Center for uh, Contemplation, Action and Contemplation, but he's written uh, several books. He's got a lot of teaching out there on audiobook, and he really helped me to, I was resistant to him, you know, as I am to new things, but he, um, he's got a really fresh way of seeing things and a really hopeful way of seeing things. Um, number 21, all time concert to see, you know what? I already saw it. Um, fish 2000 at big Cypress. I was there. I, I, it's the greatest of all time. I don't know what anybody else is going to say, but, but since I was at that one, you know, one all time concert to see, it'd just be seeing the dead somewhere late at night inside. I think like inside where it's late into the hour and Jerry just wails on Stella blue or morning dew or something like that. You know, um, that'd be the one never got to see Jerry. Uh, 21, one book to read again for the first time. These book questions are so tough, y'all. But I I picked The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, and I said that because, again, is he, will he? Is it like a big prank that he's pulling on? Is he punking us all? Is he never going to release the third book, you know? Um, But I would want to read it again for the first time, knowing that the third book was going to be there to to wrap up the whole thing. Name of the Wind, fantastic. One snack that you could have at the movies. You know what? We used to go to the drive-in theater back in the day, and I would always get a zero bar. I don't even know if I can remember what those taste like. Um, But the one snack is Sugar Babies. I mean, it's Sugar Babies. Those things are so good. Um, And you could eat them. You have to spend a lot of time on one, so you can't just just, uh, deplete them right away, Sugar Babies. One thing that you would have to eat daily, 
before you could eat anything else? That is a really strange question, but thanks for putting it in. But this one's easy for me because it's something I already do. I've got this stuff. It's 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 powder powdered type stuff. It's superfood. It's called cachava. Uh, my friend Andrew put me onto it, and it's got all the the healthy stuff with it. But it tastes like vanilla, and so it's so good. And I mix it with blueberries, spinach, and frozen avocado, and I drink it every morning. And that's what I'm talking about. Now I I am I pulled the trigger. I it did stop drinking coffee here for a little bit, and I have this stuff called mud water. That's on its way. It's supposed to be here Monday, and it's got some like different types of mushrooms in it, um, lion's mane and cordyceps and reishi or whatever. And we'll see. We'll see if it tastes like mud. We'll see if it gives you the good energy benefits and all the things that they say. Definitely report back. But the cachava is the one thing I would eat daily. One color. If all walls had to be painted the same color, you know what? I would go with the misty morning mist like we got in our living room. Now I love that. It's kind of a light, lightish blue somewhere around in there but yeah that's what i'm talking about one book i would recommend if the person could only read one book you guys with the book questions making it tough on me um you know what i think i would go with surprised by hope by nt wright and it's been a long time since i read it you know it's been a long time since i read anything by nt wright even though i did read his entire um canon you know his entire catalog except for this one book because i don't um, I can't read Hebrew and Greek, but Surprised by Hope for me was such a fundamental shift because I grew up here in the Bible Belt South and you say the prayer and then you check the boxes and all that kind of stuff. But Surprised by Hope is is more about how, you know, this whole thing isn't just about getting out of this earth and getting to heaven. Like it's not just you go to heaven when you die and then that's it, that we are a part of this thing, that, that we do cause ripples, that we do have a part to play in building the new kingdom, as N.T. Wright would say it. So anyway, uh, that's what I would go with from that one. One thing that makes you text a friend, makes you remember, uh, you know it's that music, man. Uh, you know it's when Danko comes on, you know, like, and I'm I'm just wailing with Jason Isbell. Um I'm about to turn that one on here in just a second. Or maybe a, a Dave Matthews, the stone, that craziness at the end, because that craziness at the end, it's not the stone if it doesn't happen. You know, but like it makes the, it makes the trees dance back and forth. But yeah, I do like to take moments. And when I have people come to mind, I think that's a fantastic practice to send them a text, to send them a whatever, you know, and let them know you're thinking about them. But uh, music, for sure makes me remember one thing that makes you pause i'm getting really uh, i'm getting really good at this i'm getting really good at pausing I, i've i've never really been somebody that always has to be doing something um but it, it's just it's nature for me it's it's when i'm at the river it's the way the the shimmers you know the the sun shimmers off the water and the colors are reflecting um it's when i'm out and the breeze just blows, you know, it helps me to just pause. And so I think being outside, I just saw a study the other day that says a uh, bird song is good for your anxiety. And I don't think they meant the Grateful Dead song, although I'm sure that's good for your anxiety too. But, you know, sitting out under the tree, listening to the birds, feeling the wind, those types of things, those, those things make me pause. 
one thing I could not live without for 28, just a few more. I mean, it'd be my music, man. I'm sorry. I got to have it. Maybe I should learn to be quiet better. One thing you cannot live with. Oh, wow. How about this manufactured rage and division and just outlandish behavior that we've got going on from our leaders to try to steal a headline or a, a soundbite or a, a, a meme for the day? Oh, God, I just hate it so much. You know? Wendell Berry's talking about that kind of stuff. It's so easy for us to just create two groups and we're the good side and they're the evil side. And, and we forget that like, no, we're all made up of, of, of good and evil. And like, it's just way more complex and complicated. And so the real task is to sit down and have difficult, complicated conversations. That's the way to move forward. Anyway, I can't live with that junk. Number 30, one thing I know about being a dad in the third life. Well, I know that I've got a lot to learn. Um, new phases and new stages. My my oldest boy is home for fall break and about to be 19, you know, rocking it out up in Boone. But he's he's in Boone and I wonder what he's thinking about sometimes. I wonder how he's how he's dealing, but we're letting him do his thing and I'm glad again that he's got his laundry here and we're about to get it going. My daughter is just a few months away from getting her from getting her license. She wrapped up tennis and you know is is taking the PSAT and the pre-ACT and and colleges are starting to to send things her way and AP classes and you know like becoming a part of the of the high school culture and 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 my my youngest boy Isaac is is getting so tall, he's getting taller, and his voice is changing. His his voice is deeper, and he's become a real leader in terms of organizing things like kickball leagues. And he he's he's witty and and sharp. And you know we 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 jab back and forth. He and I do, but that dude is a little philosopher for sure. Thinking about things that I I I don't know. Maybe I was thinking about when I was 13. Not most, not most people are thinking about that these days. Not most adults, I don't think. So one thing I know about being a third life dad is I got a lot to learn. But the other one thing I know is, God, I love these kids, man. They teach me. They make me better. Um, they, yeah, they make me better. So uh, that's one thing I know about that. Well, this has been a Church of Six production brought to you by the Bucket of Life, brought to you by the Wall of Belief, the Foundation Tower of Stone, the Magic Rock, and the Token of Hope. Don't forget to believe, y'all, and be live. Peace, my friends.